0: Good morning. It's great to see you and uh, a warm welcome to those in the building and a warm welcome to all those joining us online. We pray that we will all know God's blessing this morning. We know many of our folk are unwell at the moment. We know a number who have COVID and we pray God's healing upon them. We also know many who are Slightly anxious about coming out at the moment because of COVID. We pray God's blessing on them. Thank you for all the prayers I had when I had COVID. They all worked because I didn't have a single symptom. <laughs> so I had a week at home. Not allowed to go out, but I felt fine. But it did not mean that I can send Vicky out to do all the chores, which seemed a really good thing to do. There's much that we can rejoice about in the world. I don't know about you, but sometimes I find it far easier to find that that which is not right. That which is not going according to plan. That which has not quite got exactly how I expected things to be. But there is much to rejoice about. And this morning's theme is around rejoicing always. So it's a tough theme this morning. Because some of us might have to change our mindset. We've come in a miserable mood. We've come thinking it's all too much. And we're going to be talked to and talking about rejoicing. We're going to stand in a moment and sing our first hymn. Praise him, praise him. Jesus, our blessed Redeemer. But before we do that, hear these words from Paul's letter to the Philippians. Rejoice. Rejoice. In the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. That's one of the hard sayings, isn't it? I mean, (coughs) excuse me, we can rejoice in the Lord, yeah, but always? When the person cuts you up on the road, rejoice in the Lord always. When somebody steps in front of you in the queue, rejoice in the Lord always. When you're stood in the post office queue and you know you're number 25 and nobody seems to be serving anybody very quickly, rejoice in the Lord always. When you can't go to that event you want because it's just been cancelled because of COVID, rejoice in the Lord always. When your favorite football team lose again, (laughs) a word to the Arsenal supporters here, rejoice in the Lord always. Rejoice in the Lord. Let's stand and sing this great hymn together. Praise him, praise him, Jesus our blessed Redeemer. Those words powerful? Have you thought about those words that you have just sung? That last verse death is vanquished. There is no death. For those who love Jesus, there's just a change of address. We don't need to fear it. Where's thy victory, boasting grave? It's not got a victory. Because Jesus won that victory on the cross. Do we agree? We're not sure we agree this morning. Yes. Jesus has the victory. And so as we sing these great hymns this morning, we don't sing just some words that somebody decided to make up. We sing truth. We sing truth about a Savior who has died for each one of us. Let's give our praise to him. Lord, we just want to give you praise this morning. Because, Lord, we know that you are on the throne. You are greater than all things, Lord, and we praise you for that. You're greater than death itself, you're greater than COVID. Father, we are greater than all diseases. And Lord, we know you are greater than our biggest anxiety, our biggest fear. And Lord, into this place this morning, may we know the delight of knowing you. May we know the ability to truly rejoice. Rejoice because you have all the victory. Lord, we rejoice because the words of the Bible are true. And we rejoice, Lord, because not only are they true, they are true to us. They're our story. The story of the one who came into our lives. And so in the name of Jesus, Lord, we pray. Today that we again will renew our understanding and trust in you. Come into this place, Lord, this morning in all power. Let's praise him. Amen. Please sit down for a minute. Great. God is great, isn't he? And so this morning's service, we're talking about rejoicing. Now, I tried to work out because in a few weeks' time, I've got to preach about being thankful. What's the difference between rejoicing and being thankful? And I've come up with this. Thankful is something we do in response to something. Yeah? Somebody gives you a £100, you're thankful. Yes? Rejoicing is an emotional outburst because something amazing has happened. And it's about being rejoicing this morning. So I want to think, ask a question now, not what are you thankful for, but what are you emotionally rejoicing for? I hope I've got the same definition as Vicky, who's preaching later in this service, I'm getting that look from Vicky. Well, close, but maybe not. Oh, 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 thumbs up. Oh, okay. So, what are you emotionally rejoicing for today? You're alive. Wow, we're re- emotionally rejoicing because you're alive. Great to see you. God bless. You're here. Thank you, Mike. Great to have you here. Anything else? For journey and mercies to Nigeria and back and out of exile. Rejoice. Anything else we're rejoicing for? Sorry, I had... Adopted in God's family. Thank you very much. And Trudy, was that... It's not raining (laughs) at the moment. (laughs) But rejoice. The sun is out. Yes. Anything from upstairs? Say that one again. A prayerful answering God. God. Rejoicing for that. Thank you very much. Anything else from upstairs? He gives us life. Yes. And health. Freedom to worship. John. God loves us. Thank you. These things are about rejoicing. Was there one down there? Yeah, go on. For family, rejoicing for the family, we can rejoice. And as we said earlier, the Bible says, rejoice in the Lord always. And I wonder if we rejoice enough. Because you see, God never goes to sleep. God never leaves us. And even when it's raining, can we rejoice? <laughs> I always think it's funny people go to the Lake District and complain it rains. What makes the lakes? <laughs> rejoice. And having said that, our next song is about where you are. Just shout out your praises of rejoicing to God this morning. Just short praises of rejoicing. Shout them as loud as you can. Don't worry if somebody else is shouting at the same time as you. God can hear more than one at a time. Just shout your rejoicing to God. Lord, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. 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 Thank you, Lord, that you remain the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. It's great that we've got so much to thank God for. Let's do a worship clap, shall we? Just worship. Praising God this morning. We thank the Lord for all he's done in our lives. We thank the Lord that we can come together today. We thank the Lord that he is on the throne. And he is with us. And Lord, as we thank you, We pray, Lord, your presence among us in an amazing way today. Lord, we pray you would just touch our lives. That what we are doing is not just an outward thing, but a life-transforming presence of God in our lives. Amen. Please do sit down.
1: Good morning, everybody. Um, Please join us this evening at 6 p.m. We are um, having a service focused around prayer, and there's going to be a section where we're going to be focusing on um, prayers for healing. So um, if you would like to submit a prayer request, please do um, send a message through to Ian um, during today, and we can include that in the service. Or if you'd like to come for prayer, please do come along, but obviously everything will be done in a COVID-safe way. And um, alongside that, we do actually have a prayer group on um, Facebook. It's a closed group and you have to get approval to be a part of it. But there is a QR code in the notice sheet. So if you're not part of it and it's for those who are members of the church and those who are regular here on a Sunday, please do um, join that. We'd love to have you as part of that so we continue praying for each other. We were due to have a newcomer's reception after a Sunday morning service um, coming up. However, we've changed that. We've moved it to um, Sunday, the 20th of March. We just thought it was safer due to um, the COVID restrictions that are happening at the moment. So if you've been attending the church over the last six months or so, um, please do put that in your diary. It's Sunday, the 20th of March, and it's an opportunity for you after the service to um, meet some of the leaders of the church and to find out how you could um, get more involved in the life of the church. This Wednesday lunchtime, our Wednesday um, lunchtime services resume at 12.45 here in Sanctuary, so please do, if you're free, come along for that short service. And then Wednesday evening, our Wednesdays at RBC are starting again at 7.45, all on Zoom, and we're going to be seeing a video about it in a moment, and it's all about the Trinity, so um, if you're available, please do log on on Zoom, the details are on the notice sheet. Thank you.
0: to have you with us online on Wednesday as we try to understand the Trinity and just look at what it means for God to be three in one. It's free to come just use the link on the note sheet if you haven't got it just let the church office know and we'll make sure you get the link to join us from your own home. We're grateful to all who continue to give to the church and thank you And as we have been rejoicing, it's a great opportunity to thank God by giving to him in our worship. And I'm going to say a prayer now. But if um, as we do this and the next song, as the children leave, you want to go and give at the card machine at the back. There'll be somebody there to help you if you don't know which where to push. And or to do an online payment, you can pay through or you can give a gift through the website. You can give a gift using your back's details or through the card Or just dropping, we do have the ability to drop cash. You've heard of that, cash? Everything seems to be non-cash these days, doesn't it? But we have the ability to do that as well. Let's give thanks. Lord, we have rejoiced this morning. We have given you thanks for all that you have done for us. And Lord, we want to say thank you that we can give to you in our worship as well. And Lord, we pray you will take our gifts and you will use them. For your glory, that Lord's lives will be touched in Jesus' name. Amen. So at this point in our service, we're going to sing another song as the children leave us for their own groups. If you've got a visitor and a child with you, they're welcome to join. If you go through there, the wonderful Hannah will tell you where the age-appropriate place for your child is. And we sing again.
1: We'll stand together.
0: Please just take your seats. And we're going to pray together now. I want to ask you a question before we pray. We've just sung a great song of affirmation of our faith, I believe. And I want to ask you the question this morning. Did you mean what you sang? Did you really mean those words you sang? I believe in the resurrection. I believe that we will rise again. Did you believe those words? Because if you believe those words, then nothing we're going to bring before God is impossible. If we're coming to a God who can raise somebody from the dead who was crucified, then nothing else is impossible. And so we bring our prayers to a God that makes the impossible possible. What do you say? Where things are impossible with man, they're possible with God. So I want to say to you right now, as we're praying, think about that impossible situation you're in and bring it to God and make that impossible situation possible. Lord, we thank you that we can come to such a powerful God in prayer. A God who takes Impossible and makes them possible. A God who has given us infinite reasons for permanently rejoicing. And so, Lord, we bring your church, your people, your world to you in prayer today. And Lord, we pray about the ongoing COVID situation. And Lord, we pray for our NHS. We pray, Lord for all who are working to see an end to this pandemic. Lord, we pray for all those people we know who have got COVID at the moment. And Lord, we pray in the name of Jesus for an end to this pandemic. Lord, we pray in the name of Jesus for wisdom for governments and scientists. Lord, we pray in the name of Jesus that our hospitals will not be overrun. And Lord, we pray for every member of our National Health Service that you will bless them and you will keep them. Lord, we pray for those people who we love who know who are ill or needing continual help at this time. Lord we do pray for Lillian and for Brian. For Eddie. We pray for Maureen Smith, Pauline Yates. We pray for Iris Oliver, for Linda Flack, for Cynthia, for Florence and Wesley. We pray for Pamela. Lord, we pray for those who have been bereaved lately. Particularly for the families of Ron Joyce and Ken Curtis. We pray for Rachel, (coughs) who has blood clots in her leg. Lord, we pray your healing power on all these people. And Father, as we pray for them, we do continue to pray for our world. We pray for our nation at a time when many people are fearful about being able to survive economically this year with the fear of fuel prices going up, with the anxieties of food prices inflating. And Lord, we pray for those who make decisions that, Lord, they will be wise and just and care for the vulnerable and the needy. Lord we pray for the political unrest in many parts of our world for people who seek power for power's sake seek to govern for power rather than for the people Lord be with them all and Lord may we see elections being fair and just. We bring our prayers in the name of our Lord and Saviour, who taught us to say when we pray, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. We're going to hear God's word read to us from Psalm One hundred. I think Jackie's going to come and do that. Thank you, Jackie.
2: This is Psalm 100 from the NIV. Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God,
0: And we're now going to sing again before Vicky comes and preaches God's word to us. And we're going to sing that great song, Good, Good Father.
2: Oh, that's better. The words don't look quite so fuzzy. You know, it's been absolutely deliberate this morning that we have spent time praising God, declaring Jesus to be our Redeemer, giving thanks to God for His goodness, talking about why, out of our emotions, we want to rejoice and give thanks. And thank you to everyone who shouted something out because we have a God who is there at the very beginning. We have a God who is with us today. We have a God who is going to be there right until that very last moment when he comes again. And the reason it's important is because we are called to praise God, to give him our thanks, to rejoice in his wonder. I love the one. Judy, I think it was you that said, rejoicing because it's not raining today. Do you know? Yes. Yes. We have a God of diversity and, and a difference and of imagination, and yes, we rejoice that it's sunny, but do you know what? He is the God of each and every part of our world, and that is why we are here today. That is to whom we are giving our thanks and our praise, and when we're able to shift our our focus from the things that are at the forefront of our minds and our hearts and our our our, our minds and, and just everything about us, when we focus in on God and give him that praise, if we allow it to, it can change our perspective. If we allow it to, it can change how we respond, how we feel, if we allow it to. We allow that realization of our our wonder and our thanks of God just to pour into us And to take away from the things that are at the forefront of our mind and allow the focus of the greatness of our God to come in. And then we find it easier to cope with the things that we are faced with day by day. And so we find it so much easier to rejoice our instruction for today. Last week, if you were here, you were invited to take a keyring fob, which has our verse for the year on it. Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. We're focusing on that all our year. It's, It's what we want to do as a church, to rejoice always, to pray continually, and to give thanks in all circumstances. And today, I've been charged with rejoicing always. And I wonder, if I was to ask you, how do we know that people are rejoicing? Maybe you would say it's because we can see that people look happy, that they're smiling, that they are looking like things is going well. Well, the dictionary defines to rejoice as to feel or show great joy or delight. But I have to tell you, as I look around this room this morning... Because you've all got face masks on, it's very hard to tell if you're smiling. So then I have to try and work it out from your body language. Are you up and you, know, you look like you're ready for whatever's going to be said? Or are you sitting there with kind of your head down because that's how you feel? We don't just look at our facial expressions, do we? Our body, um, the way our body works and kind of our whole being talks and gives an illustration of whether we are able to rejoice always. Maybe you're struggling with this this morning, so I I'll, I'll, I'll hope this little story will help. Uh, a child asked his grandma why she was putting face cream on her face. Grandma replied, well, it was to try and stop her face becoming quite so wrinkled. Her grandson studied her face for some time and then informed her that she needed to change her face cream because it clearly wasn't working. (laughs) I can't see that you're rejoicing, but I can certainly hear it, so thank you. Another definition of the word rejoice describes it, as we did this morning, as an emotion. It's similar to happiness or pleasure or joy or delight or elation or cheer, And these are all positive emotions, aren't they? These are emotions that make us feel better, that make us enable us to hold our heads up and to view the world in a better way. And if I use words such as despair, despondency, gloom, unhappiness, invariably our heads go down and our bodies kind of also kind of come in on themselves. But we are called today, this year, to rejoice always. Now, hopefully, uh, many of you have been able to spend time over Christmas or the New Year with family. And um, I trust whether that was in person or on Zoom or you've been talking to them on the phone, I pray and trust that that's been a really blessed time for you. It's given you a reason to rejoice. But I'm sure that all of us... If we had a choice about whether we wanted to spend time with someone who only talks about themselves and their problems and the things that they can see that are wrong, or we had a choice to spend our time with someone who makes us laugh, who encourages us, who walks alongside us, who can find something positive, I'm sure if we had the choice, I know probably which way we would probably choose to go. I have to say, in this church, we have a number of people who are a real blessing because they are able to find reasons to rejoice. They are able to, to, to express thanks to God by their way of looking at life in a more positive way. Going back to that definition, pleasure, joy, delight, cheer. Even if life is difficult for them, they are still able to rejoice and to focus on God and that God is with them in there. I'm not saying that everybody is able to do that, but we have got some people in this church who are able to rejoice always, even when life is tough. I'm sure when we are walking a very hard path, and I know a number of us at the moment are walking a very hard path. It is hard to rejoice. It is hard to look for the positive. But actually, to do that is about making a decision to be that way inclined. If you like, it's like a habit. It's a habit that we need to work at It's a habit that we need to focus on to find ways to rejoice even in the difficulties. And I'm sure that that too has an impact on how others view us, how we view others, how we view our world, and certainly how we view God. But I'm sure too, we do know people who do struggle to do that. And at the start of this year, Maybe I'd say that one of our challenges is to find ways to begin to be more positive and to find ways to rejoice. Ian spoke last week about our attitudes, and rejoicing is an attitude that sometimes we have to work at to find the positives and to look for the good. Because, secondly, another definition of rejoice always is to be cheerful no matter what. This is how the message version of the Bible describes this verse be cheerful no matter what. And I'm sure some of you are sitting at home or you're sitting in your seats here and thinking, yeah, well, it's all very well for you. But it does take effort. It is sometimes a matter of will. It can be really hard to be here in church and everybody's praising God and your heart is breaking. And if that is how you're feeling, then I just say to you, allow what you hear around you just to come in and fill you. To enable you to let God's love in and his greatness to come. Be cheerful no matter what. I wonder if any of you have ever been embarrassed by what your child may have said or what your grandchild may have said. Maybe it's something like this. Grandma comes to visit, and uh, the grandchild comes to the door and tells her that she's too tired to play because daddy's made her clean the house all day because grandma was coming and Mummy and daddy didn't want her to see the house in a mess. (laughs) Well, ask how many of you may have been in that situation. But I'm sure, actually, there could have been an element of truth within what was said. Because our children learn their behaviors from us. And perhaps, in that example, the child grew up thinking that the house that she lived in was a mess. Or perhaps she grew up thinking that grandma had a critical eye and her parents didn't want to be judged. But of course, actually, neither of those options may be true. It simply could have been an attempt by Daddy to spend time with his daughter, doing something a bit different, and so they tidied the house together as a joint time of spending. Nothing to do with the house or grandma, just a joint activity. But actually, it is interesting how our language and our behaviors can impact on others. We know that if a child's environment is one which is always negative, always critical, always condemnatory, they themselves can grow up feeling quite fearful, feeling like they will be judged, feeling like they have little self-worth. Actually, it's not always in the home that environment and that attitude can impact on them. Sadly, it can also happen when they're in church. Last week, Ian talked about the list of behaviours within RBC that need to go into room 101, attitudes such as gossip and judging and condemnation. And it's really sad when we see adults tutting or glaring at children Because they're making a noise and distracting them from worship. It's really sad when a child feels that the only way that the adult can enjoy their worship is when they've gone out to their activities. Because that child or that young person will grow up thinking that they aren't welcome here in church. They may feel that they have no value and no place. And then we wonder... Five, ten, twenty years later, why we have nobody in our churches of the 20s and 30s, the older teens. And when we ask them why, it's because they feel and they felt unwelcome. And that has been the experience of many, not just here, but actually in other churches across our world. And it's sad. Because actually all are welcome. God loves each and every one of us. And he wants us to worship together. I think sometimes we don't realize, even from us at the front, how our words don't always reflect what we're feeling. Sometimes for people who are also older and struggling with life, They struggle to understand the words and so they pick up on the body language. And sometimes it's about how we make them feel. How do we make people who are struggling feel when they can't understand the words but they understand our body language when we make out that they're being a nuisance or they're distracting us from what we want to do. Ian, last week again, talked about disciples mimicking the rabbi and how they need to have the characteristics of the rabbi belonging to a community. And we belong to a community of disciples. And we need to have the characteristics that reflect on rejoicing, on on praising, on recognizing the warmth and the love that God has for us and he has for each and every one of us. And so our behaviors and our habits can impact on our ability to be cheerful always, no matter what, but also on how that can impact on others. Be cheerful always, no matter what. Rejoice always. And then thirdly, rejoice always and delight in our faith. This is how the Amplified Version looks at this verse. Rejoice always and delight in our faith because our faith is the reason to rejoice. We've already alluded to that this morning in what we were saying as you responded to that question that Ian asked. And when all around us our world is shaking or seems bleak or uncertain or scary... When we're struggling, it is hard, as I've said, to rejoice. But we should be able to rejoice because of our faith being the foundation on which we live. The foundation on which we walk. The foundation that gives us hope and gives us reasons to rejoice, even in the difficult times. It's from our faith that we should receive encouragement to help us. To be that mindset and developing that habit of rejoicing and being cheerful no matter what. If we go back to verse 3 of the psalm that was read to us, thank you Jackie. It says this, know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Did you just listen to that? Without absorbing what that verse said. Know that the Lord is God. We can claim that for ourselves today. And if we're claiming that the Lord is God for us, ourselves today, we look through the rest of the Bible and we realize all that he has done for us. Psalm 139, telling us he was there at our conception, he'll be with us until our last breath because all the days ordained for us are written in his book. We can see that because he is our God, he has made us, we can rejoice even when things aren't going according to his plan, our plan. And as we look at our creation, whether it's sunny or snowy or raining or windy or whatever it may be, We have that God who created all of that. And he created us. And he loves us. And he is the God of all. The God of heaven and of earth. I think sometimes we do associate the words joy or rejoicing with a sense of needing to be happy or of showing happiness. But actually... It's not always the same thing. We can still find life hard, which might make us feel unhappy. But by rejoicing, as I said earlier, it's about shifting the focus. It's interesting, isn't it? That It's Paul who tells us to rejoice. And yet, if we turn to that very familiar passage from 2 Corinthians 11, boy, did he know about how difficult life can be. It says I've worked much harder, been in prison more frequently, been flogged more severely, been exposed to death again and again. Five times I received from the Jews the 40 lashes minus one. Three times I was beaten with rods, once I was pelted with stones. Three times I was shipwrecked, I spent a night and a day in the open seas. I've been constantly on the move. I've been in danger from rivers, in danger from bandits, in danger from my fellow Jews, in danger from Gentiles, in danger in the city, in danger in the country, in danger at sea, and in danger from false believers. Doesn't sound too good, does it? I have labored and toiled and have gone without sleep. I have known hunger and thirst and have often gone without food. I have been cold and naked, and this is the man who is telling us to rejoice always. Some of us worked through the well-being course last year um, on Wednesdays at RBC. And it was one of those courses that actually really helped me to realize how if one part of our life is out of balance, it does impact on the rest of us. So if, for example, we're struggling financially or emotionally or physically, that might be impacting on us spiritually or relationally or vocationally, and that might mean that we're less gracious to those around. We're less positive than we should be. So, for example, if things are difficult at work, then actually we may not feel like physically looking after ourselves very well. Our relationships may suffer we may not be viewing life in a positive way. Or if our faith is in a deep, despondent place, that impacts on how we relate to one another. Maybe how we spend our money, how we view ourselves and others. All of these things have an impact. And in order to, have a, to be well and to have a well-being, we need to have things more in balance. And so, as part of the course, we are encouraged to make small changes to see if they made a difference. I know from me personally, things like the small changes I made did make a difference. And I know for some of us, that meant that we cut down on our caffeine. Or for others, we did a bit more exercise. Or for others, we... uh, started a Bible reading plan, or for others, we simply gave ourselves permission to sit down and not feel guilty, because so many of us are driven. What we did depended on our individual circumstances, but the point is, each of us have been made by God, and each of us are different, so we can't live our lives in the way that someone else does, because our life is our life, and their life is their life. And we need to look after ourselves. And when we focus on ourselves, and we maybe work out and realize that something is adrift, we need to do something about it. And what better time than the beginning of a new year to sit down, to look at our lives, to decide are we one of those people who find it easy to rejoice or not? What is it that's stopping me from rejoicing? As we look at the different areas of our life, ask God to speak into us and see if there's a way we need to somehow redress part of that balance. You may want to order a copy of the Wellbeing book, or you may want to do something different, or just come and talk to someone. But actually, until we realize that our balance when one area impacts on the other parts, we will find it harder to rejoice, harder to develop a habit of looking for the positive and finding a, a, a more rejoicing way of seeing God at work, even at the difficult times. When Paul wrote this letter to the Thessalonian church, he did it from the city of Corinth. It was around AD 51, and he'd been in Thessalonica on his second missionary journey. He'd preached there, he taught there. And then he and Silas and Timothy had had to travel to Athens because things weren't going too well. And so he arrives in Athens, but just a short while after arriving, he was really concerned about the church. And so he sent Timothy back to encourage them. And as Ian looked at last week, We see the words in this letter that preface the verse we're looking at today. And it says, Now we ask you, brothers and sisters, to acknowledge those who work hard among you, who care for you in the Lord and who admonish you. Hold them in the highest regard in love because of their work. And he goes on to say, Live in peace with each other. And we urge you, brothers and sisters, warn those who are idle and disruptive. Encourage the disheartened. Help the weak. Be patient with everyone. It's about our relationships. Make sure that nobody pays back wrong for wrong, but always strive to do what is good for each other and for everyone else. And then it goes on to say, rejoice always. Get our relationships right with one another. Make sure that we're working for God and following God's will for our life. Paul's wanting to get the well-being of the church into a good place so that it flourishes and it grows. And as individuals, we can flourish and grow so that we can live in peace. We can find reasons to be cheerful no matter what. Because of our faith, we have a God who is bigger than anyone and anything. I've got a challenge for you, Ian. Gave two challenges last week. I've got another one for you this week. Are we willing, with God's help, to be more positive? To start a new habit? of Rather than being critical and judgmental, to be positive and to focus more on God. Even when things are difficult, can we gather people around us to encourage us and help us? Can we get the balance in our life in a better way so that actually we can walk through this year in a much more positive way where we find rejoicing so much easier. And can we together as a church grow stronger and work walk on this journey together so that by the end of 2022, we have so many reasons to rejoice. I come from a church tradition, I didn't grow up as a Baptist, I come from a church tradition where at the beginning of the year we would covenant together, we would seek to together support one another through some words. And I'm hoping that there will come on screen now some words that I'm going to invite you if you're able to, to say with me at the start of this year, to God and with one another. Now, you have the wonderful beauty of having a face mask on, so I've no idea who's able to respond. I did toy with getting you all to stand, but I don't want to put you under pressure. But I would like to say, if you are able to say these words with me, can we together make a decision at the start of this year, nine days into this year, to covenant together, to find ways to rejoice together, and to make it a place where God reigns completely. And so, as a gospel people, we say together, let us covenant together before God and each other. Creating and redeeming God, we give you thanks and praise for your goodness and that your love endures forever. We come this day to covenant with you and with our companions in discipleship. Help us. To watch over each other and to walk together before you in ways known and still to be made known. Pour down your spirit on us. Help us so to walk in your ways that the promises we make this day and the life that we live together may become an offering of love as we rejoice together in our faith no matter what the future holds. We thank you that your faithfulness continues through all generations. And so we do indeed join with the psalmist as we shout for joy all the earth, and we will worship you with gladness. Amen. I'm going to just keep us quiet for a moment before we sing our final song, Father God. Just speak to us now in the silence. Leaders, us, help us, be all that we need, we pray. Amen. 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 And so our final song reminds us that it is well with our soul because of God when peace like a river. Don't forget, on your way out, there are key rings. If you don't want the key ring, take the silver fob off, take the silver part off it, and use it as a bookmark. Give it to a friend who you want to encourage. If you don't want to do any of that, there's some little cards you can take. There's not many of those, but there's lots of the key rings. Help us to stay focused this year